there's an underserved market of people like doctors and dentists and chiropractors and therapists and psychologists. And we see that that market isn't being filled. But what's what's <laughs> kind of what we're being pulled is like, is there enough of these people? Because therapists don't make that much money. A lot of them don't make that much money. Maybe there isn't that perfect industry. They're all going to have problems. I don't know. There's no magic bullet. There's no like me just handing you an industry and just go, try this one. <laughs> you yeah. have to go out and you have to get clients and you have to figure it out. And then eventually you're going to go, ooh, that was easy. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Eight Figure Agency Show, where a successful entrepreneur and a soon-to-be successful entrepreneur help you build an eight-figure agency by documenting our successes and our failures. And today, Gary, I want to document some of... Um, I mean, I can't really call them failures. It's just called progress. And in the progress, there's been a lot of things coming up between my companies that has been very difficult to manage, literally, and also just um, new learnings that I have to learn and talk through. So today, I'd love to kind of talk through some of those pain points because I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. Uh, and just to summarize, it's really all around how to manage your team properly, how to nail that target market, right? Without nailing the target market, you can't grow fast enough to really get a team to get yourself out of the day-to-day. -day. And then there's a little side thing, and this is more for me maybe, but I think it might provide some value, and I know you have experience with this, how to work closely and properly with a co-founder without stepping on each other's toes and moving too slowly and doing too much of talking instead of you know working. Um, with that being said, how was everything? Going good, going good, man. I'm super excited uh, about this year. A lot of uh, cool stuff going on. We got a lot of projects, but I'm yeah, these are, these are uh, growing pains, right? These are things that everybody goes through and nobody thinks about until you go through them. So happy to talk through each one of them. Which, which one did you want to tackle first? Yeah, I mean, let, let's kind of go in order. I think b before you can even consider, you know, getting yourself out as a uh, from the day-to-day, -day, from being a technician, you have to know how to nail that prospecting down. And the issue that we've been having is we haven't been able to find that perfect ICP, that perfect ideal client profile, right? And what that's been leading to is us kind of jumping around in outreach, not being able to get our messaging down, not being able to find that perfect value of what we do. Honestly, leading to us questioning if what we do is even valuable, you know, kind of going in this vicious cycle of like, do we change our offer? You know, who's our profile? Like that type of thing. Um, so what would your advice be around really nailing that ICP down? So for, for us, what, what we did is we worked with everybody under the sun and it got to the place where we couldn't continue to do that because it was just not possible to grow. And it was just too many, too many things going on. So what I would do is I would look inside of your existing customer base and identify who's actually working. Who are you bringing results for? Do they have money to afford those results in that industry? And do then from there, uh, do you have a good ROI on working with those kind of customers? And so if you line up all three of those, then you have a good idea. And it is a guess. You're always, you're guessing right now. Um, and that's how we ended up in dental and not in chiropractic, not in sports arenas, not in restaurants, not in automobile, uh, the automobile industry. The reason why is we had a bunch of dentists and we saw that we could bring them results. We saw that we could have a good ROI for us. And we saw that it had a good ROI for them and they could afford it. So then it was like, that's where we're going to put our focus. So it's, it's really just reps and finding those ideal people within your business that you already have. You know, one thing, um, you know, that, that makes total sense. And, and we've been trying to kind of go through that. But one challenge that we've been facing has been, you know, we, we do video content and, and written content, strategized social media content for, for founders, right? And so we at first thought, okay, let's make our ICP 
founders and business owners that make at least $2 million a year that are passionate about investing into their personal brand and want to build a community of raving fans. It sounds great on paper, but when you go to LinkedIn Sales Navigator to find these people, it's uh, like it's finding a needle wide. in a haystack. It's, yeah, it's, it's way too wide. It's like finding yeah. a needle in a haystack. How do we get narrower where we can actually find the people that have the budget so what to industry, invest 5K So plus? what industries have worked? Um, well, that's the thing. Right now, we're, we're, we're slightly diversified. You know, We have people ranging from therapy and mental health, like psychologists, to lawyers. Um, and, and the other problem for us has been... Even if somebody comes across our way who has the budget and who's interested, sometimes they're not good on camera and they just their topics are really boring. So rather than taking them on, we decide, listen, we can't help you because we can't make your topics that much more entertaining. Like there's certain topics when we've seen like this is going to get 80 views. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, and we have really big promises that we make to these people. So that's kind of where we're stuck. We can't seem to find that perfect balance of, hey, this industry has really entertaining topics, meaning good viral potential with people that have the budget to invest into this and in desperate need for this. Not like a shiny object thing that people want to swipe the credit card for three months and then leave, but like an actual need that they invest into this for 12 plus months. So that means that's they're already, that means they're already investing in personal brand the people that we should be targeting or that are targeting either so maybe maybe a lot of the people we're working with now have actually not invested in their personal brand the most that they've ever done is like have a blog i think that might be Mm. your problem so so the so like this is just stepping in right so every step of the way you keep stepping in keep refining so it's like cool let's try to only target people who are already investing into their personal brand and let's come in and try to provide value to them because they already know how hard it is they already know the time that it takes. They already know how to craft a message. They already know those things. And that's probably like for people stepping into it, not knowing those things, it's you're the one holding the bag, right? Because you are you kind of become the bad guy because they're like, this is really hard. Why is this so hard, Derek? And you're like, yeah, because it is hard. You know what I mean? It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And so I think that would be your next step is cool. People who are already have a personal brand. Got it. So you're basically saying go on like LinkedIn, go on Twitter, check TikTok and Instagram. People who've started posting might not have gotten traction yet. Now, a lot of those people, sometimes they just don't have the budget, right? And that I would get the ones that already often. have traction that or do have budget. Mm. So then what would you say around providing value to them? Because a lot of times our value is really catered to people who haven't necessarily started just yet because it's, it's more of an early stage offer, right? What do you reckon about that? Okay. So th- the problem is, okay, then you have to go the other way, right? So if I hear you correctly, you have to go with people who haven't done it, which means you have to have training wheels for them. You ha- your system has to have training wheels and has to solve those problems that you said, it's boring. They don't talk right. They don't do this right. Well, yeah, that's the market that you picked. So your product needs to solve that every time. They're n- almost never going to have that out of the box. So you either need to be the expert that levels up the guys that are already doing it well and you take them to the next level, or you need to be the guy that serves the bottom of the market that helps people start with what they want to do. Mm, mm. But the problem with the bottom of the market is we can't really charge the rates that we want to be charging for most people. And then it's finding yep. needles in a haystack. And even the people, the thing is right now with the way personal branding is the people that, you know, people like yourself, Gary, it's like one out of every 25,000 people in yeah. business, right? Which is an even smaller well, market I'm aware, and I'm a, and, invest. And I'm a marketing company. So, so keep in mind, I'm a marketer. That's what I do at heart. And so like my brain automatically defaults to a favorable position around marketing things. Mm. The thing is we've 
we've spoken to so many marketing agency owners and they just they hear the price they go what and then they just they just leave it's actually crazy that's interesting yeah probably yeah. the size of their marketing agency there's a lot of small agencies out there mm. so so yeah so i mean that's this is going to continue to be a problem with this kind of product that you're offering because you're also competing against guys that are making videos for nothing you know what i mean for free i still every day get dms of like i'll make you videos for free let me just make some <laughs> videos for you you know what i mean so yeah. you're competing against that so if it was me i'd go top of market and i'd become the best of the best with the people who are already crushing it and here's how i'm going to help you improve on what you're already doing so let me ask you this question i think a lot of people might be thinking this right and this is kind of a slight kind of pivot right Basically, you're saying I kind of we kind of have two choices right now, and this is kind of how a lot of other people can think about it. You either go, you know, you have three markets: bottom market, middle of market, or top of market. In our situation, you're saying, look, we either go bottom of market, but we might have to lower our prices. We might have to start working with people less. There might be higher churn. Doesn't sound too appealing. Or we go top of market. We really find the people that are doing decently well, or that have tried to make content before, or that are making content but have a big business backing them, and that might need some support and assistance, right? And we go that market, right? But what about when it comes to pricing a service like this. We've been finding it very difficult to find that perfect price where we can actually afford to hire the team we need. You can't hire, you can't figure out price until you figure out market. Mm. You can't. Like, if, like you're, let me put it to you this way. Think about it this way. So if you're like, hey, show, I want to, I either want to sell filet mignons or I want to sell cheeseburgers. Mm. Right? So, and you're like, uh, I'll do both. What should my pricing be? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what market are you serving? Are you a fast food company and you're competing with in and out Then your prices are going to be 2 and $3. Are you filet mignon? Then your prices, your average ticket's going to be 100 200 bucks per visit, right? Like, And no one, no one argues that because that's the level of different service, different quality, all those kind of things. So you're trying to figure out pricing before you figure out market. That's really tough. Yeah, it's been tough because we keep kind of flip-flopping. You know, our, our prices just, they start at about 5500 a month, right, for what we're doing right now. But what we're finding is the right person books instantly, doesn't even question it, and waits two months to get started because we actually have a wait list at the moment. But um, what we're finding is that we're having to do everything and we can't scale, which is kind of my next issue where it's like clients aren't paying us enough to hire that top quality talent we need to get ourselves out of the most important roles in the company, which is the virtual filming sessions, the strategy, uh, project so, yeah, management, like those types yeah, of things. You can't even get to that until you pick which market you're going to serve. Again, it's So it's if we myth. said we want to do filet mignons, right? And go top of market, right? I guess I guess kind of like some, some market research for you, Gary, how... What is a reasonable amount that people should be investing? We're really struggling with this, right? Because we're sitting yeah. here like, can we charge eighty five hundred in this economy for for content? Can we charge twelve thousand five hundred? I yeah. think I know what your I answer so. is going to be, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, if, what you have to do though is you have to figure out how to provide value to those people, right? So it's like someone's already posting; they already post every day, three times a day. They got a couple thousand followers on all of their platforms. They have some million view viral stuff already, so they already have some stuff figured out. If you come in and say, hey, I can help you take that next step that's going to get you more results. So have you been getting this? Let's think about it this way. So you're on LinkedIn, right? Hey, I've noticed your content. You're killing it. Have you been getting results from it? Has it equaled sales? Yeah, it's equaled some sales. I would love to have more. Oh, great. You know, then you get on a sales call with them. How many, how many sales are you getting? We're getting like 10 deals a month from it. Well, what if we tripled your views? And would that triple your your sales? Yeah, I think it would. 
all right, cool. Yeah, it's $10,000 a month. What are you spending right now? Oh, we're spending five. Okay, so you're going to double your budget, but you're going to get two, three times the results. Is that worth it? Absolutely. It's going to force you to become the expert though, because you're going to be in rooms with people who actually know more mm. than you about their specific mm. niche. So you're going to have to really level up. And then and then once you have that, so let's say you just get somebody and let's, I'm just going to make up an, like what's an industry that you're in right now that's going therapy. really well? Okay, let's say therapy. So you're in therapy and it's killing, all the videos are killing, you figured out a formula. Then you just say, hey, we make videos for therapists that are going to get X amount of views and X amount of new patients for you. Mm. It's $10,000 a month. And But if it's worth it, here's the economics of it. And from working with your clients, they're going to tell you like, yeah, the economics makes sense. So right now, the economics of what you're doing and who you're focusing on doesn't make as much sense. So then it's it's not working the way that you want it to. And then you're trying to solve other problems. You have to first go back and solve the first basically, problem. Basically, unless we show that we're making money, this then we are doing this for nothing, basically. Because we can make prices up all we want. But unless we say, hey, you give us five, we give you back this, then we just, we just can't. And people will always churn. There will always be this yeah. issue. And that's really, yeah, you're always, you're, 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 you're crossing your fingers, hoping that it works for people rather than being proactive and saying, no, 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 we already know this works for you. And if it's not working, there's something else going on, right? Like, they, but we already know because we have five clients that we do this for and this kills. This is how I started in dental, the same thing. It was like, yeah, I got this office. They went from 40 new patients a month to 80. And they went from $100,000 a month to $300,000 a month. It's a lot of money every month. And so it was like, cool, I want that. Okay, great. Boom, put in the system. It works. It doesn't work. We had to refine it. We had another one, refine it. Add another one, refine it. Like we're still, we're going through right now, Derek, changing all of our scripting, changing all of our, we have, you know, data galore now because we have, HubSpot. So we're going through there, pouring through that, changing everything like all the time, but we're, we're super niche. So that changing is much easier than changing if we didn't necessarily serve anybody. And what you don't want to be, this is a common mistake in the marketing industry. What you don't want to be is the, the person that's everything to all people. You're never going to be able to charge enough. You're never going to grow the way that you want unless you just have one product that kills for each person. So let's say you you figured out a way to make viral videos that are just like people pointing at the screen and little things popping up, right? And they, they get a million views every single time. If you figure that, like, it's just like, hey, we're gonna make this video for you. We're gonna charge you $1,000 a month, cost you a hundred bucks, you know what I mean? And you're just like, it works for every industry. Stuff, but that, you know, that doesn't work yeah. that way, but you, that's a good example. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of work to be done here to figure this out. We we've been kind of spiraling in circles between trying to find that perfect market and charging prices that we think we can charge to actually make this work versus, you know, biting off more than we can chew because there are companies out there charging more than we are and we're just struggling to get there. And honestly, maybe it who do they serve? Who do they serve? It's a good question. So the first people that come to mind, I'm not I'm not going to mention anybody, but they typically serve in cities like Miami and New York City and they serve like the greats of the greats, like the Alex Hermoses, the Grant Cardones. Yeah, top of market. There you go. Yeah, that's question the question is, are there enough people like that to invest into content, to build the business we want to build? Because we, we want to be a half a million dollar a month agency within five years. You know what I mean? So how is there enough people to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Mm. Yeah. You would actually have to probably charge more than 10,000. 10,000 would be too low. Mm. That's going to be your 25,000 range. Mm. And then we just have to find the value of 25,000. And the only way people are ever going to pay us 25,000 is if we make them 125,000. 
Yep. And you can't figure out – and you don't really want to bring in team and you guys remove yourself from the process because you don't even know who you're serving and how to serve them yet all the way, right? You're still figuring that out. And so if you remove yourself right now, it's going to be a dumpster fire. And so you need to be in it. You need to be in the weeds. You need to be learning all these things to be able to figure out who that person is. And then now once you have that, then you productize your service. So you just say, this is how we always do it for this person, these kind of people. Then you start bringing in people to help with each section because now it's productized. You know who you're serving. And now plug this person in and just do this one job. Mm. Not come and do this job and we don't have any idea how we're even really doing it because we work with all these different people. We don't know why or what gets results when, right? And I'm not saying you're in that position, but it's just like, that's that's what happens because a new person coming in doesn't have all the context that you have. So it's really hard, all these different customers for them to get that context. So you're not going to be able to hire the people that you need anyways, even if you had the money hey, to do this it. Is they wouldn't be able I'm, to. I'm sorry. This is a little bit of a side question to that. I, I just, because I've been thinking about this a lot and this is a lack of experience. I think you have experience with this. Say for a client came around and part of our offer was, hey, we'll run some paid ads. This is a stupid question, but say our monthly retainer is 10000 a month. The client has to have additional budget for ads, right? That fee doesn't come out of our retainer. Yeah. They pay that budget. Well, it depends how you want to set it up. That's how, mo that's how traditionally marketing companies are set up. I think it's a broken system, but... Oh, we're going to we're gonna have to go into that. I don't know if we have time today, but I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah. So, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I guess my next thing is, it was actually really valuable. I think what we're going to have to do, and I think a lot of people are listening that want to build an agency that serves the type of market, is you really have to say, hey, what do these people really need right now? And how can we actually make them money? And then how can we connect our services to make them money? And I think it's just on my end, just being really more patient. You know, we, we like just patience, giving this the years that it needs, not the months that it needs. You know what I mean? I think just rushing things a little bit too much. But hey, when it comes to hiring people and getting out of the day-to-day, -day, I think it makes sense. It's too early to do that now. But what's happening is we're spending so much time in the weeds, scripting videos, strategizing videos, handling client communication. We're not having enough time to actually do things like have conversations like these. Like I've been trying to chase down my co-founder for like a week and a half. We just don't have time. I'm sending emails, prospecting, updating the CRM, reviewing videos. She's scripting content, strategizing, communicating with clients, jumping on filming sessions. And we're literally working 17 hours a day. Like we don't know how to find that time. How do we offload a task like strategy, like client communication? I mean, client communication is not that hard, but something like video strategy at the level we're at, or is it just not possible with the rates we're charging? Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think you don't have a pro like strategies hard to outsource. You have to find the right person. It's a who and they're expensive, right? So um, that that you you have to learn that and then you have to systematize it and then you bring in somebody and you can, so there's two roads. You can hire somebody for a bunch of money and mm. you're like, well, we don't have that much money to, I can't hire somebody for $10,000, $15,000 a month right now to come in and do that. Maybe $20,000 a month, right, for that person. So it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Then you have to do it and then you have to then systematize it and then you can bring in a lower paid person to come manage sections of it because you've, or you figured it out. You figured out the strategy for chiropractors or for therapists. And you're just like, here's step one, step two, step three, step four, and step five. If you do these things, this will work for you. And then you can start hiring people. And then from there, then you can start improving your product. But that's why you have to identify who you're actually serving mm. first. So step one, really get clear on, on who we're serving. Do you recommend picking one industry? Because that for us has been a problem regarding content, different industries. Like we found it increasingly difficult to work with like marketing yeah, agency it's owners. It's way harder. Yeah. It's way harder. 
yeah, jumping industries is way harder. You have to learn a whole mm. new skill. For us, for lead gen, we just do dental. Like, and then in dental, there's like all these subcategories. There's pediatric. There's Medicaid pediatric. There's GP. There's other services the GP offers that they roll up. There's implants. There's full arch. There's ortho, and and then all of those mixed together too. There's ones that have multiple things stacked. Those are all different skill sets. You literally have to know if you just if I just threw you in there and said figure this out, it would take you forever to figure those out. And so, it, it, we're still learning all of the verticals just in dental, just in dental. So when you, people say, "Oh, you're just dental," it's like, yeah, well, there's like five, six, seven different verticals in dental, and they're all different, and you have to market them differently to have results. Mm. So for you, if you're in a bunch of different verticals. It's just going to be hard. It's going to be you learning. Now, I'm not saying don't go get those accounts. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I'll pay you 10K, that might be the vertical that you end up needing to be in, but you can't be like, hey, this is hard. Um, I'm working all the time. The reason you're working all the time is because you have to go learn these things. Like you're learning them and you're getting experience. And 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 then eventually you're going to, if you do it long enough, think for me, when I started, I just did email marketing for anybody. And I did that for, for years. And then I added services. It was five years before I got to dental. And then from there, it was probably another five years until we niched down just to dental. So you're talking about 10 years of finding niches and working through that. Now, do I recommend you do it the way I do it and just like bump your head, bump your head? No, I think now that I know what I know, I could do it faster, Yeah. but it, it, it is, it's, it's difficult, but you have to be in those weeds. If someone else was in your seat right now, Derek, it's going to be even harder because you're not, you wouldn't even know for sure. Let's say someone sat in your seat and they made it work and they just, they magically made it work. You'd be like, well, how did they make it work? And do we really want to go down this road? You wouldn't, you would be so paralyzed to make the next step. It'd be scary. And you'd be at the mercy of that one yeah, person. We, we really, um, th- that's exactly the, the point we're struggling. You know, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, we just can't seem to find that niche market that has enough money to invest into this, that understands the value of the personal brand, and that also, you know, has, because here's the thing. No, I disagree though. We, Derek, we found them. We just said, you said, oh, these guys, they're spending ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month on personal brands. Yeah, but... But see, maybe I'm struggling to articulate who are they, right? Like Grant Cardone, he's the the real estate guru. Alex Hermosa, he's the you know the the build your business guru, right? Like they're, they're all the business people, right? But what we found is that market isn't there's an, there's an underserved market of people like doctors and dentists and chiropractors and therapists and psychologists who for between three and six k a month want to build content on social media to expand their brand, become voices because they see these pillars, people like Alex Hermosi and Greg Cardone. And we see that that market isn't being filled. But what's what's (laughs) kind of what we're being pulled is like, how can, is there enough of these people? Because therapists don't make that much money. A lot of them don't make that much money. They sell their time for every hour for a few hundred dollars. And so investing five grand a month is a lot of money, right? Most therapists don't have it. Like we're going for a niche of a niche of a market, right? So we're struggling to find that niche industry that has the budget. And what I mean by that is their customers are plentiful, meaning their TAM, their total adjustment market, their you know product sell for good prices and they have demand that they can't even meet those people are the people we need to be working with because they won't run out of money to invest in our services versus someone who like is is working every hour selling their time who can't get out of selling their time right um i don't know i think i think you just have to do some more thinking some more ideation maybe there isn't that perfect industry they're all going to have problems um and uh i don't know i don't know some more thinking i guess 
You just have to keep more reps, get in more reps. You're not, there's no, there's no magic bullet. There's no, like me just handing you an industry and just go try this one. You <laughs> yeah. have to go out and you have to get clients and you have to figure it out. And then eventually you're going to go, Ooh, that was easy. Like based on my knowledge that I already have, that was easy to get them results. Let's see. And, and how did it impact your business? Oh, it impacted my business tremendously. Like we got a ton of deals from this. Great. I, then I'm messaging everybody in that sector. Hey, we just worked with this person. We had these results. I would love to do the same for you. Yeah, we've been thinking about niching down. We've been thinking about niching down, Gary, to service professionals. So that's like lawyer, doctor, dentist. That's still really still big. Too big. Yeah, still too big. It's really mm. big. Maybe, maybe if you really is your process refined enough that it's the same thing for well, all. It's of them? the same productized service, but what's different is the idea and the content that gets pumped out. That has to be different because each person is different. Their tonality, their pacing, their topics are different. So, I mean, in theory, yes, we kind of have to learn a new market every time, right? When we work with these people. But if we, the question is, again, if we just work with therapists, are there really enough therapists that can afford nine grand a month, right? Because that's the type of therapist that does that is one that owns multiple practices and doesn't actually work as a therapist him or herself. And those are far and few in between, right? Especially because most of them don't care about their personal brand. They've already made their practices. They're, they're planning on selling. Like they don't, there's no need in the market, right? We're kind of fulfilling a shiny object need where like one out of every 50 people are coming in. Unless that's my mindset holding us back. Maybe you're sitting there saying, Derek, you're crazy. This is all in your head. You just need to find the person and just keep going at it. No, they're they're out there. I think you, I think you need to level up your skill set to the point where you're super confident that this person that we serve, that we're going to get X results. And then, and then from there, it's going to be off to the races. So just more reps, more reps. But right now you have to find that. Yeah. More reps, more reps, 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 more reps. reps. Got it. Yep. Got it. Gary, not to switch gears too fast. This was really valuable. I, I appreciate taking the time. And for anybody watching and listening, we'd love to know what your comments and questions are about this because we will make an episode on it. Really want to know how we can be of value to you guys. I hope that was valuable to you. Bottom line, reps. That, that's what I've taken away from this. Like it's not clear to me right now, but the only way it's going to get clear is if I keep doing it, keep tasting different industries. Eventually yep. one will stick. Keep iterating on the product till we can make an ROI for people and one will yep. eventually stick. Yep. And then uh, and in that as you do that, I would just want to make it clear that you're not going to get your pricing right as you do that. You're not going to get hire a bunch of people to support. You can get people to help with little things that are, you know, cl uh, clerical type things that are always going to be there and things like that to try to create some breathing room. But you're not going to be able to hire strategic people until you have that part figured out. So I would just put my head down and Get my reps in. When it comes to testing pricing, we literally just test, right? On a sales call, randomly up your pricing by $2,000. See what they say. Someone says yes. It's like, wait a minute. We just got an extra two grand for this. It's it, you, you can always go high and then go low, but you can almost never go low and mm. then go high. So, I mean, always on a sales call, you can just drop the price you know, nine times out of 10. So, always go yeah. high. Say, yeah, hey, we're 10,000 bucks. <laughs> That's way too much. But we got a special deal for you. Da -da -da -da. Got it. But again, it's much easier to have that conversation when you tie it back to ROI. So if I say, hey, Derek, this is $10,000 a month for your agency for this widget that I'm going to sell, you're going to be like, dude, I don't got 10,000 bucks. And then I'm like, but it will double your agency. Yeah. You're going to be like, how many of those widgets can yeah, I buy? I think, I think it's just about having clear confidence that it will work for everybody. Because what we're worried about is we can say that. We can say we'll charge. And in fact, we have some of those results. Like one of our clients, we got him the goals that we promised him. He's already getting paid like left and right. Like one Instagram story booked up. One Instagram story, but we're just maybe lacking the. So why don't why don't you double down on that? I, I guess maybe it's a mindset. Why don't you thing. go out and do it's that again? It's a mindset again. thing. Maybe you yeah, just go back and do that again and go get that. Go message everybody in that industry 
and say, here's the results that we got. Here's what we charge. Here's the outcomes that they got. And we would love to do the Maybe same Maybe it's you. an imposter syndrome thing, Gary, because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I've done it. Like, like my remedia, my company, we, we're going to do like 90 million views this month, right? I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still like, I don't know. And so me going to someone saying, hey, pay me 10 grand a month. I'm really just, I'm, you know, on the edge of guaranteeing that I, I'll get to the clients. Because the one thing with organic content is sometimes it just doesn't work. Like I've been there. There have been people like it just sometimes doesn't work. The content doesn't get the views. It doesn't attract the people, no matter how hard we try. So I'd be on. I'd be honest with. I'd be honest with that. Hey, here's here's the reasons. That's what I do in sales and dental. Here's the reasons why th- this isn't going to work for you. That's part of my how I sell. Literally, just say that. Just it's makes not sense. Work for you. Yeah, yeah. Here's the reason. Yeah, here's the reasons that this will fail. Boom, 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 boom. On a boom. sales call. And here's the reasons. On Whoa. a sales call. Yeah, it builds trust. If I again, if I'm selling you a widget, Derek, it's ten thousand dollars for this widget, and I and you're like, dude, that's too much, and I'm like, well, it's going to double your agency. I've done this for ten other agencies. It's going to double your agency. I need ninety days to prove it to mm. you. So you're like, okay, well, and then I'm like, wait, before you talk, let me tell you why this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work if you're not a hundred percent bought in. If you don't answer the phones when these leads, or you don't respond to leads within fifteen minutes, and you don't have a clear pricing model, it's not going to work. But if you have those three things, then you're going to double your business. Now you just, I just built more trust with you. Yeah. It makes me more inclined to say yes. The question is, do you then help them build those things or do you not? Do you like then say, hey, before you do this, I'll sell you on this. Here's how to answer the phones properly. Take this course. That's what I was going to say. If you go bottom of market, I would have a free course on how to get started on social media. So I would make my own lead. So if you said, okay, I want to do bottom of market, but a lot of people just aren't ready because they're not camera ready, then I would, all my marketing would be geared towards, here's how to Here's how to start on social media. Here's how to have a, a voice. Mm. Here's, and I would learn all that as I built yeah. it. Yeah. And then eventually come to us and say, hey, it's too hard. Help me. You know, help me. I'm spending too much time mm-hmm. on strategy. That's what Alex Armosi yeah. does. Here, let me give you business strategy. And you're, you're sitting here eating yeah. it up. But he, you don't realize that he's giving strategy for people who are below like 5 million. So you're just like, oh, da-da-da. But you go above that. It's like, dude, I already passed that a long time ago because he wants to help invest in the companies. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That that was really valuable. I think I think you just have to get more reps in. Patience, working on that imposter syndrome, on that confidence, and just get more reps in. When I see something working, double down on it. Ask the client, like, hey, how much ROI did you get from this? How many new patients did you get, right? Uh, and I mean, that, that's basically, that was extremely valuable. I hope the audience found some value in that. You know, nail that ICP, nail that the person, you know, that you really want to reach out to, find that industry so you don't have to constantly learn a new industry. And, uh, you know, if you want to go top of market, bottom market, middle of market, you have to charge those prices, but you have to have that ROI. That's my biggest take from this episode. I, I really appreciate that breakdown, Gary. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to this episode of the 8-Figure Agency Show. If you guys found value, please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, leaving us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube shorts as well. Join the millions of people tuning in to view our clips every single day. Thank you guys so much for being here, and until next time. <laughs>